Hey everybody, welcome to Big Mood. What? <laughs> Are you literally gonna do that? No. <laughs> I want to now hey, though. Hey you guys. Hey everybody, welcome to the last episode of Big Mood in season one. I can't believe that I've already recorded nine episodes and now I have one more plus a holiday special. So make sure that you have those notifications on because there's another episode coming to you very, very soon that you'll want to listen to. Seriously, thanks so much for listening. This has been so much fun and I'm already looking at what the next step looks like for Big Mood. So stay tuned with that as well. I'm here today with the final host. I knew that this was gonna be my final guest from day one, like before I even recorded episode one, because I just knew this was gonna be a very special episode, an episode that's very special to me and special to, I know, a lot of my listeners. So I'm here with Cammie, a senior at the high school. And Cammie, what are we gonna talk about today? We are going to be talking about the LGBT community and pride. Yeah, we are. Why don't you go ahead, let's just start. Okay. Right? Right. So, the LGBT community, or the LGB community for this podcast, is basically anybody that is not straight. So, like, no matter where you are on the spectrum, I would say that that is a part of the community. Mm-hmm. So, to be a total English teacher right now, people always get confused what pro by what prose is mm-hmm. like it's one like a literary term and i'm always like prose is pretty much anything that's not poetry so yeah. kind of to compare that to this like it's anyone who doesn't identify as like a straight person yeah straight male yeah, straight woman sure. yeah so for you what is it like to be an lgb teen um i would say that it has been pretty easy for me personally mm-hmm. Like, I came out to my parents, and they were completely accepting, and, like, I'm really comfortable at school and stuff, Mm -hmm. and so I'd say that, like, in Gen Z, it's really easy to be open and be who you are. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that, and that's really encouraging to hear, just because that's definitely not always the case, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and guys, just for context, uh, Kimmy and I are going to be saying LGB uh, and leaving off the T simply because neither of us identify as transgender, so we don't want to speak for a part of the community that we don't really relate to. So we'll be leaving that off, and if we accidentally say it, uh, what we mean is LGB. So one thing that I was curious about, Kimmy, is like, so you're in this Generation Z mm-hmm. um, and you're in this community, and what about either of those things gives you pride in life? So I think that like a big part of what gives me pride is seeing so many other people mm-hmm. being out and being open. Mm-hmm. I'd say that like just seeing other people having pride gives me pride because I think that love in any form is like a beautiful thing. So mm-hmm. no matter what it is, love gives me pride. Yeah, and where do you see where do you see those things like in real life on social media? Um, I'd say like a lot of it is on social media, but a lot of it is also like just media in general. Mm-hmm. Seeing like a big media increase in showing like the LGBT or yeah, the LGBT community mm-hmm. yeah. on like TV shows and movies has been like I think something that gives a lot of us pride. Mhm. Yeah, even like this weekend I saw that 
Fuller House, which I don't watch, mm-hmm. but they just had like their first openly gay character, and that was like a lot of yeah. people were like celebrating that, which sounds crazy that it's been this long, like mm-hmm. 2018, but it's still like steps that that different outlets are taking is really yeah, cool. Yeah, and like the Fosters, how they have mm-hmm. two moms and they have a gay son, and then the daughter on the show dates a, a an open trans guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like just I think in the media like inclusion is something Mm. that's big and why is it important because i know that a lot of people and obviously i'm asking as an interviewer not Mm -hmm. like personally like i'm like yeah this is important but a lot of people are like well why do you why is it why is their sexuality important so in your opinion why is it important to see people represented in those types of things i think that it's really important to feel visible like nobody wants to feel like they don't matter mm-hmm. and i think that when you see an identity or a character that you can relate to mm-hmm. it's just something that gives you a sense of like i'm normal like this isn't something that's wrong with me mm-hmm. like i think it's a big part of like accepting yourself yeah i think so too you know i right before the midterm elections i shared an article about um i think it was like Indiana's first openly gay representative mm-hmm. who was elected and I shared an article and I was like this is really cool and it was from some news source and so like the original post had so many comments that people were like why does it matter why does it matter and I was like you know like we need to make sure that every Hoosier every Indiana citizen is represented yeah. so that's why it matters because we're just mm-hmm. getting more voices more diverse voices in to our politics yeah and I think it's also important to like look at these people and say like they did that so Mm -hmm. like i can do anything like my sexuality isn't going to hold me back Mm -hmm. like if somebody can be a representative or an actress or like a musician like it's important for kids to see these people Mm -hmm. and realize that they can achieve the same things right i so agree and i think it's important for yeah for a lot of people to see that like no matter how you identify to see and understand that success is so much bigger than certain parts of you yeah you know? for sure mm-hmm. for sure so what are some of the some of the things that like you've learned about the lgb community or, or what are some of the things that you think are kind of interesting i guess um i think like being a bisexual person mm-hmm. is like a really unique experience in the lgb community because you sometimes get backlash from mm-hmm. like both sides so yeah. that's weird but I think that the most important thing about the community is that it really is like a family. Mm-hmm. Like I think that no matter how you identify, if you like are in the community, like it is a family mm-hmm. and people love you and people support you. Yeah, that is really important. I like that. Would you say that you experience that community? So obviously, and, and most people listening know that we are positioned in a small town. Mm -hmm. So would you say that you've experienced a lot of that community, you know, again, like in person or more of it online? Like, where is that coming from for you? I'd say more in person, really. Really? Because although we have a small town, I think that we have like kind of this concentrated gay population. (laughs) Yeah. And by gay, I mean like queer, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think that we have this like odd concentrated population of just a lot of queer people, which is awesome for a small town I think yeah so I would say the community in Batesville is pretty popping yeah and I know in my personal experience I've felt very uh accepted Mm -hmm. in who I am and I'm actually like I'm guest speaking on a panel tomorrow um representing like the LGB community 
um, like at a business in town, which just that's thinking awesome. about Bates, about, you know, like where we're positioned, that's not really what you would think on the surface. Yeah. Um, but I was like, all right, like, let's yeah. do this. Like, I'm ready to talk. Yeah. Um, but and I think, it, oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I just, I think it's, it's a very, it's a lot more accepting place in mm-hmm. certain ways. Um, than you would think a typical small town would be. Yeah, for sure. And I think we're, like, really lucky to have that. Like, mm-hmm. we're privileged to have the kind of yeah. environment that we have where we do have a big population so people are more understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm fully convinced with no matter what the topic is, if people know someone like that, you know, mm-hmm. like air quotes like that, whether it's race yeah. or identity or whatever, yeah. the more personal connection there is, the less bias. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that that's true. Yeah, because now I think that there are, like, I would say that the most stipulation comes from, like, the older generation. Mm-hmm. But now a lot of it is you hear, like, oh, like, I went to my gay cousin's wedding. like, mm-hmm. And that's kind of something that I think is nice to hear from people, just to know that they... There are people that they love that are yeah. quote unquote like that. And so mm-hmm. it makes it easier to come out to people when you know that they're accepting. Yeah, exactly. Because you see someone else who takes that brave step um, in coming out and you see them succeed, hopefully. And that does give you a lot more bravery mm-hmm. um, in doing so yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of coming out, what would you say to people who have yet to come out who maybe either aren't ready or want to and don't really know how like do you have words for that so I'm in my family I'm only out to my parents as Mm -hmm. of right now and so I guess like something that I think that I would want to hear and also something that people need to hear if they haven't come out to like anybody is that there are going to be people that are unhappy with you Mm -hmm. but there are going to be so many more people that still love you and so many people that truly care about your identity and people that just want to know this about you because I think that there hasn't been a single person that I've come out to that, like, reacted badly. Mm-hmm. Like, for me personally. Um, but I think it's important to know that people are a lot more accepting than you expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really important. And I, I've always heard... You know, it's important to come out to someone first who you really trust and you know is not going to yeah. turn their back on you no matter what, whether that's mm-hmm. a parent or a best friend. And even even coming out to those people can be terrifying. Yeah. Um, but that's always something that I've heard and always something that I wish I would have heard sooner. Yeah. Um, because I think that that's such a, a good way to do it. Um, because even even though their reaction might be surprise or, or shock or not, Um, at least you know that there's that underlying like foundation Mm -hmm. of like um, connectedness yeah I think the best type of people are the ones where you come out and they're like okay Mm -hmm. like that's it yeah like it's just something that like doesn't even face them Mm -hmm. but there are also people that'll be like I had no idea that you were like that and like those kind of conversations are awkward, but I don't think that it comes from, like, a place of hate in people. Yeah. Which is, like, like in most scenarios. important. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to know that it might be awkward, but it doesn't mean that anybody loves you less. Yeah. And I've heard... Um, I've heard a lot about kind of what it's like... Recently, I've heard a lot about what it's like to be someone who is told. So, like, to not be the person coming out, but to be the person that someone comes out to. And kind of, like, 
what that experience is like. And for a lot of people, it is like, if you're the person who's coming out, you're prepping and you're thinking about this for so long. But if you're the person who's on the receiving end, it might come as a surprise or like you weren't mentally prepping for this. Mm -hmm. So your reaction is a lot like you don't have as much time to like think it yeah, through. Yeah, and I know? think that a lot of people don't really know how to react. Yeah. Because when people tell me, I try to just say like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, what? are you seeing anybody? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, like, exactly. That's the kind of thing that I would want to hear. So I just kind of like say the same thing to people. Yeah. So that's, I, I guess that's what I was going to ask next. Like, what would you, how would you encourage people to respond when someone comes out to them? Like, I would say that an important reaction is to tell them that you love them. Mm -hmm. Or say, like, thank you for telling me this because I know, like, that's a deep part of you and I still love you no matter what. Like, I think it's just important to give positive affirmation when people mm -hmm. trust you with something that's, like, such a big part of their life and something that may have been a secret for years. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. I think that... There's plenty of time to have a conversation, whatever that looks like, later. But right when someone makes that decision, like they have been probably building up to that moment. And the initial response is, is really, really important, I think. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that that is probably like the most important part is the first reaction. Because if it's like a negative reaction, then you're not going to want to talk about it with the person mm -hmm. that you came out to if they react negatively. Right, right. So why, I guess my question is like, why did you decide to come out in high school? Because I know traditionally a lot of people decide not to uh, mm -hmm. for various reasons. Um, I think that the a big reason that I came out in high school is that it was kind of when we started like the serious dating scene, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, I was feeling like these feelings towards girls and guys. And so I didn't want to have to keep those feelings private. Like, when I have a crush on somebody, it's really obvious. Mm -hmm. And, like, I would just not want to have to keep that part of me a secret mm -hmm. anymore. And plus, I started dating somebody, like a girl my freshman year. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm ready. Like, it's time. Yeah. And I think that I've had really positive reactions mm -hmm. with my friends and my family. Well, my parents. But... um yeah, it was just kind of, it just felt like the right time. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and that, that is definitely a part of the process. You know, like, people come come out <laughs> at different <laughs> times in their lives because there's, I mean, there's so many different concerns. Like, it could be safety or it could be, like, you know, fear of whatever the consequences might be. So it's definitely not to say that everyone mm -hmm. has to do that at the same time, yeah. but more so that like it really comes down to like when you personally feel safe and comfortable and ready. Yeah, like there's no wrong way to do it, mm -hmm. or there's no wrong time. It's right. like whenever you feel that you are ready to show that part of yourself to people mm -hmm. is when it's the right time. Yeah, definitely. I love that. So you already talked about like your own personal um community and kind of how you feel very privileged and blessed and I feel very much the same way and the people who I've been able to surround myself with um, in my time living here but how would you encourage people to seek out or find community maybe in a place that is not as privileged and doesn't have as concentrated a population of people who are similar to them? Um, I'd say that a really good resource for people is the internet mm -hmm. and so 
I would say that like for me when before I was out it was a big comfort to see like gay YouTubers mm -hmm. that was my big thing is that like seeing gay YouTubers and seeing like how their lives are right so I think that it's important to like find quote-unquote like role models mm -hmm. and then look at how like look at them and like look at their happiness I guess and mm -hmm. kind of like try to feed into that with yourself or try to join some like online communities find some online friends and like mm -hmm. just people that identify in a similar way as you yeah I think that's so powerful and um in my own personal experience I have a really long story and I'm not gonna share it all on this podcast uh, that's more of like a over a cup of coffee type thing. Mm -hmm. um, so if anyone's interested, buy me a cup of coffee. We'll talk. I'm a pretty open book. But what I will say is that I feel like I kind of came out like twice in my life. Um, once when I was 18 and then a lot happened in college. <laughs> like with past summer. Yeah, with like religious stuff. And then literally, I'm telling you, it's a long story. But what I wanted to, I guess, connect to is that um, there was a long process of self-acceptance and all that stuff uh, and friends who kind of guided me to do certain things um, and, and helped me through certain things. And um, long story short, this past summer, I was like, I'm ready to almost kind of like re, like come out again. Yeah. One, because I was in a new place and and I, I wanted to be known. Uh, and two, because I just, again, I felt ready um, to do it again and felt more confident. And a large part of that was was not because of, of the people I was around, but because of, of certain um, personalities online who, um, like a guy, his name's BT Harmon, and he has a mm -hmm. podcast all about coming out in the South, and it just really spoke to me, and I was like, that sounds like where I live, and his struggle was my struggle, and so like that role model for me was really, really important, even as an adult, you know, even as yeah. someone who's, you know, in their mid-20s. And I think that, like, not to, like, Overflatter you or anything, but I think that you're a big role model for people in Aww. town. Like, I remember my friends texted me when you posted your Instagram mm -hmm. post. And they said, oh my god, Paul came out. And, like, I looked at it and I read it and I just, like, cried. Yeah. Like, for me, it was so special to see, like, a teacher at the high mm -hmm. school being open with who they are yeah just knowing that there is somebody like an authority figure that mm -hmm. that we can go to and that will like understand because you can talk to guidance counselors all day but there's nobody that will really understand like the lgb issues like yeah. somebody that is in the community yeah so yeah. i think that that was like really important for a lot of kids in batesville yeah that's really meaningful to me and i think that honestly like that was definitely a part of the motivation was like i need to live my truth louder um because there are people who not even depend on me like that's too much like I don't I don't think that's it but like there are people who who could benefit from that and and it's kind of like why wouldn't I be bold if yeah. I could mm -hmm. you know um I th I remember like scrolling through all the comments and like yeah. reading everything that the people that people were saying and I just thought that it was like so beautiful that it was like you were treated with so much love mm -hmm. like for posting that and like seeing that just like made me happy and mm -hmm. made me feel like more intertwined because I yeah. was like wow like if he can do it in Batesville like yeah I can be proud of who I am if he can do it too yeah. which was like really important to me honestly yeah that is like hitting my heart I'm like <laughs> I like almost like, started tearing up I, know. I was like wow this is like getting too deep I know <laughs> like flatter me some more <laughs> like 
Stop, stop. I'll pay attention. <laughs> you know, I love it. Um, yeah, no, I think that's that's super cool, and I guess I haven't thought of myself in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is, is really, really special to me. Um, wow. All right, speaking of young people, this wouldn't be big mood without talking about Generation Z, which we've already touched on, but I think my question is, how is Generation Z accepting of the LGB community? Like, what have you seen in that regard? So I think that, not that it's become more of a popular thing, but I think that it's more talked about now. Mm. And so since this is a thing that is quote-unquote normal now, and with like the legalization of gay marriage in all 50 mm-hmm. states, I think that we have just grown up seeing this and mm-hmm. seeing this as a normal thing. Um, so it's led to a lot of people my age just really not caring how people identify, mm-hmm. which I think is a big step for my generation, and, like is a big difference mm-hmm. from past generations. Yeah, even getting to know your generation from the position of like a teacher and just kind of seeing you guys interact and different people from different communities, like, it really does feel a lot different, even from, like, the millennial generation. Now, Mm -hmm. I would say, like, for me, kind of on the end of being a millennial, like, people more my age, like, I feel, I feel like they, like, grew to be more accepting after high school. Yeah. Um, Even, yeah, just, like, seeing people now who I went to high school with, I'm like, you seem a lot more, like, you seem different, you know, yeah. whereas in high school is like small town mentality, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you guys kind of grew up at a time where it was more broadcast or more representation yeah. and that kind of influenced you. And I think like social media has led to a lot of that mm-hmm. just because like obviously like your generation had social media, but the social media is like our lives mm-hmm. and you get a lot of exposure to different cultures on social media, which I think is a really big part of why Gen Z is more accepting, mm-hmm. which is really really important honestly yeah I mean if we can break down it sounds very cheesy to say break down barriers but like yeah if the barriers aren't there like think of the things that can happen or like the progress that can happen if we can look past those things that matter and are part of us but don't matter when we're talking about business or your career you know how have you experienced Generation Z uh, being not accepting Um, I think that a big part of it is people still thinking that being gay is a choice, Mm, mm -hmm. which is something that I hear a lot, like at school, especially, is just, I think the, the biggest part of it is not understanding, just simply Mm -hmm. ignorance, not even like choosing to be hateful. I think it's just a lack of understanding. Yeah. And I think that like, Gen Z can be more accepting by just like learning if Mm -hmm. we learn more about the community and learn more about what it is and what it means to people I think that Gen Z could really improve by that Mm -hmm. but I think for the most part like we have grown a lot as a generation to be more accepting yeah and I think when people aren't accepting it's probably because they just like have been quote-unquote brought up that way Mm -hmm. which isn't an excuse to be like homophobic or racist or anything obviously but some people just like that is what they know Mm -hmm. and it's it's hard personally to like be angry at people because of that just because that's that's Mm -hmm. what they know so you're saying that part of the bias probably comes from their family 
yeah just just like what their parents have told them growing up Mm -hmm. they just haven't learned enough I guess to form their own opinions right and I think that a lot of it is just kind of like precedent it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. that's what grandpa thought that's what dad thought so that's what I think yes and I think that's another reason why some people um, grow out of that after high school because you leave that kind of bubble Mm -hmm. for a lot of people and you realize oh like these people in the world you know like there there are other people people. out there yeah people are people and and their story matters Um, one thing like you talked about learning which of course I so agree with and one thing I've heard that I, I agree with is that you know like as a person in this community, like, it's not, I've, I've seen people say, you know, it's not my job to teach you. Like, mm-hmm. you're an adult or you're a young adult, and it, like, like don't put that burden on me just because I'm in the community, which I agree, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, you know, like, we, if we have the opportunity to live our lives out loud, which, again, is really cheesy, but yeah. to, like, be, <laughs> to live, be laugh, who we love. are. Yeah, live, laugh, love. <laughs> Every, like, mom's kitchen ever. But, I mean, if we have the opportunity to teach others, I think we should. Yeah, that's what I think. That's why I was, like, if you saw my face, I was kind of, like, cringing when you yeah. said that. Because I don't think that it's, like, our job, but I do think that we should feel obligated if mm-hmm. it does come up. Just right. because being a part of the community, it's kind of, like, kind of like how you see Christianity Mm -hmm. like it's as a like I'm a Christian as well and like as Mm -hmm. a Christian you try to like spread God's teachings Mm -hmm. and like as a member of the LGB community you want to spread what that means yeah just because it's just a heightened understanding Mm -hmm. so I think that it is important to like teach other people about it right and if you really think about it, it with the history of America and the world like this, this freedom and this sense of, like, expression is relatively new uh, in the past few generations, mm-hmm. you know? So there are still so many people alive who were brought up to view, you know, sexuality as such a, a black and white issue when, in reality, it's not even, it's not, it's not that it's not black and white, it's that it's, it's, not, really, it's not an issue, yeah. right? Like, it's just part of people's lives. So there is a lot of teaching that still needs to be done, not only of young people, but of older generations as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you see a, a bright future for young LGB people? Oh, 100% I do. I think that in, what was it, 2014, 2015, gay marriage being legalized, mm-hmm. I think that was, like, the first big step. And I think that from there, we're just going to keep um, improving and keep mm-hmm. going for more, like, marriage rights, adoption rights. Like, just, I think that every day we get closer to true equality Mm -hmm. and so I do see a bright future and I do see that thing those things improving just because as each generation goes on people become more and more accepting Mm -hmm. so I think that the gen z like generation z will be good at teaching their children to be accepting Mm -hmm. just because we kind of learn that as we get older yes and I think that personally looking at gen z and just the broader just people um, I, I definitely still see a lot of negativity and, and people who aren't accepting, but especially on social media, it feels like they are, people rally around the good a lot more. And so like, if you say something about this community, people will come after you, you know, yeah. like people are, are really good at, at trying to shut those people down, yeah, which I don't think happened as much in the positivity. past. Positivity. Mm-hmm. Like I think positivity is something that's really important with our generation because mm-hmm. we like... I would venture to say that we have, like, lower bullying rates and, like, mm-hmm. 
that kind of thing because I think that people are genuinely realizing that you have to be nice to people mm-hmm. because it it just makes the world a better place if you're just nice to people. So I think that that's a thing that Gen Z does a really good idea of, mm-hmm. just or a good job of. A good idea of. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, but um, yeah, I think that that's something that we actually are mm-hmm. good at is being nice to people. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I've always said, and I know that we go to a great school and it's definitely not the typical school, I would say, mm-hmm. but, you know, in, in my experience, you know, like this is my story, in my experience, I've definitely seen Gen Z being more open. Um, and and even if, if people aren't always like co-mingling, they're at least not going out of their way, again, in my experience, to go after people who are different mm-hmm. than them. Oh, I have the same experience here, mm-hmm. I think. There's only been, like, I'd say two instances where somebody actually went out of their way to, like, Mm -hmm. insult me because of my sexuality. Right. But it was, like, two things in a matter of my four years of high school. Right. Which is huge. Like, I think that that's awesome. And, like, my heart really goes out for people that, like, that's their every day. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I couldn't even imagine. And I think that we're doing a good job of working as a generation to, like, truly get rid of the hate and discrimination and bullying. Mm-hmm. I see that, too, and that's why I started this podcast, because I was like, this generation, there's some some interesting people in this generation, <laughs> but it wouldn't be a party without uh, diversity, right? It's true. Diverse group of people. Cami, this has been such a good and informative talk I feel yeah for sure yeah and it went by super fast and I feel like we could probably do like five more episodes on this but I want to wrap this up but before we do I want to ask a few rapid fire questions because as all of my guests get to experience this I want you to experience this okay as well so first I'm going to ask you who would you say is your first celebrity crush First celebrity crush, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, yeah. Sure. He's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. Um, okay, what about your favorite junk food? Uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, for sure. Ooh. Do they sell those in the vending machines? No, unfortunately. Mm, that's sad. Um, what about a, any nicknames from friends or family? Um, <laughs> Camel, um, <laughs> Chameleon, Cam Cam, just... Anything that's a variation of Cam, Cammy, or Camille, I've heard it. Nice. What's your favorite, like, way to be addressed? Like, you know? Um, just Cammy or Cam. Like, I think yeah. Cam's pretty cool. I love Cam, actually. It's like a yeah. very smooth name. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, and I like the neutrality of it, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's really cool. cool. So, how long does it take you to get ready in the mornings, on average? Literally 15 minutes, if I have to shower. Yeah. If I don't have to shower, five minutes. <laughs> and do you, like, wake up with just that amount of time left, and then you leave? Yeah, I wake up at 7.20, and I leave my house at 7.40. Nice. <laughs> no time to spare. Yeah, that's, like, with the five minutes it takes to get out of bed, too. Yeah, oh my gosh. I've been doing this thing where my alarm goes off, and I count to five, and then I have to get up, and it's the <laughs> that worst. That sounds so bad. It is so Bad. I would do like one number every minute. I almost yeah. said letter. <laughs> one letter, A. <laughs> I count to E. <laughs> a, B, C, D, E. Oh, I got it right. Wow. Good one. That was impressive. <laughs> okay, a couple more. On a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Um, well, I got pulled over twice in one week, so I'd say probably like a four. I didn't Ooh. get a ticket either time, though, so maybe a, 
a six. Did you cry like when you were I was scuffled like, over? I'm so sorry. I like he was like, give me reasons that you were going so fast, oh and gosh. I was like, um. I just really have to get my brother home. Like, I'm so sorry. And I didn't have my license either. <gasps> and it was the night of semi. So he probably let me off because I looked like a snag. Yeah. <laughs> she cute. <laughs> Facts. Um, okay, last question. What's your favorite social media? Um, Instagram, Instagram, for sure. I, like, I really like pictures. Mm. And with Instagram, I also include, like, Visco in mm -hmm. that. Like, I yeah. love Visco. Yeah. But I like I like the um, social aspect of Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like sending posts to people is my favorite thing. Like that's my favorite way to share memes. Yeah, it's like a love language kind of. Yeah, like, if yeah. You share memes with me like you're in. Yes. <laughs> like I just like love Instagram. Like everything about it. Like mm -hmm. Instagram stories, Instagram posts, IGTV. Like just love Instagram. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram at cam.far. Follow me on Instagram at paulxox because I love Instagram too and I live on there. Like when my water went out for three days and I posted, yes. I spammed about it. Instagram is so good. Like everything about it is yeah, so good. Everything's so beautiful. Um, it's also a, cause, a large leading cause of like depression and anxiety. And but there's it's a lot fine. That we, yeah, but it's fine because we love it. I don't too even much care. I don't even have that. Yeah, what are that, those, right? Well, we don't know her. <laughs> we don't know her. <laughs> well, Cammie, thanks for being my guest on my last episode of Big Mood for the season. This was so fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun. Also, possibly a little traumatic, but we'll be fine. But it's fine. Yeah. We only, like, almost cried a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. And it was when we were talking about me, so I'm like, wow, I feel <laughs> like a goofball. <laughs> but you guys, like I said, look out for a holiday special coming at you very soon. I think you're going to love it. Uh, to, I'm not going to tell you fun. what it is, but it involves a lot of big mood people. So be on the lookout. And with that, guys, thanks for listening. This has been a big mood. Perfect. Bye.